This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Robin Swindoll, who encountered Jesus during her near-death experience, and today we're going to learn about it. Robin, thank you for being my guest today, and welcome. Good morning. Uh, so, um, what happened was this February 4th of 16, I did go uh, in as an emergency, into an emergency room, and I ended up getting some morphine. And it actually, there was an action, a reaction where I suppressed my breathing and I did code and die. No brain, no activity in the heart. Um, I ended up experiencing this flutter and it did not hurt at all. Um, Just, it's indescribable, the flutter I experienced right before my heart stopped. Next thing I know, I'm up above uh, my body watching everything. It's a dark ER room. At the same time, next thing I know, I'm traveling in a dark, dark tunnel uh, with jagged rocks that I used to steps. I call it the tunnel of hell. Very, very evil. Down below, I heard a lot of negative uh, name calling, uh, just plain mean, mean, uh, derogatory comments towards each other, yelling, screaming, uh, but I was focused on climbing up that, those jagged rocks up out of that uh, tunnel, that dark, slimy, ugly tunnel. I did have an evil entity who I choose to call the devil saying, you can't make it. You can't make it. As I'm kicking and stuff, I remember the very last jagged rock. I looked down and said, hell no. Next thing I know, I am in this light and I'm sitting with Jesus Now, I am aware I've had a couple. I haven't had the complete story of my near-death experience, but I do believe that I did pass amongst a bunch of people with lights walking with me to sit with Jesus. Um, When I sat with him, it was telepathic. Um, He exuded pure love. I didn't believe in love whatsoever before I died. I didn't experience, didn't have any clue. I didn't believe in heaven or hell, period. I basically, yeah, just not a happy person with that kind of stuff. So I experienced something that I didn't know even existed whatsoever. Um, When I sat with him, he described that I would be a whistleblower and that I would tell truths that could potentially get makes some people angry in the world today. Truth is kind of a problem with many, not all. I don't uh, categorize people at all um, after I died. But when I spoke with him, he said this, you're going to have these medical conditions. You're going to have growth. I have a growth on uh, my kidney, liver, and lung, and a massive heart condition, what have you. And he said that uh, with, 
everything with the body conditions I'm going to have, it'll be proof that he exists. Um, so, and I was told that basically told me what was going to happen with me, even meeting with you, Jeff, that I was told with all these experiences that I would be used to be able to help others in recovery and realizing stuff. I was heavily abused as a child. So I understand abuse, mental and physical. And I also became homeless, which Jesus did describe on and off for about four years. I've never had addictions. I have never had issues with drinking, never been a criminal, but I walked among the homeless and I learned a lot. I learned human compassion. And I've learned also that you can't assume literally and figuratively what shoes someone wears at any point because you don't know what they're going through or what they've been through. So I've learned to be very, very compassionate. And so I've experienced so much. And it happened six years ago, February 4th. And also, you know, I've been told that I would be an advocate to advocate for people that struggle and we all do struggle in one fashion or another. Um, my son, Nicholas actually died six years ago, February 4th. He died on my anniversary this year. He was my only son and he has a story. He was homeless. I, um, I know that my son died on that day that God took him that day on purpose. I don't believe in mere coincidences. I think it was God saying, Robin, you late of late, I've been saying, you know what, God, I'm sick of your road. I don't want to have a part of it. Pick somebody else. I don't like the job you've given me. I don't like the job I agreed to. But actually, um, before you connected with me, I do believe last Wednesday, I Tuesday began calling God a liar. Nothing's happened and nobody's approaching me. You have not told me the ending is not the truth. Everything you told me is the truth, but the ending isn't. And then Wednesday morning, I woke up and said, okay, God, you need to show me proof. That's when you got a hold of me. A couple of hours later, I said, God, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm struggling with my heart condition and everything else. And that gift came. You are the proof. Um, and then I think, you know, I met, I don't know my whole ND. Some of us don't know the whole thing. Some of us know a little bit. Some of us don't know any of it. And that's just how it is. You know, many people I read say, why didn't I experience anything? Why don't I remember? I think we're meant to remember what we're meant to remember. I really do. Um, so what ended up happening is, is I met with Jesus. He described the deformation of character all the ugliness that would happen in my life and that eventually I would meet with someone and it would be talked about to get an, an exposure. Um, after that, I ended up walking somewhere that had two great big columns with a bright light. I assume it was God in a booming voice demanding me to go. It's kind of interesting. Uh, next thing I know, I'm back in my body and, uh, it's interesting. I ended up leaving the ER by foot 
after having died, I suspect about four and a half minutes I had coded and was let out the front door. I somehow made it 2.2 miles, took me over four hours, but somehow something, I, it's becoming more and more obvious that God's hand is on me. Um, I have stories of, I was homeless in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's proof. I have instances where things I've met up with people that there's no way, no how that I met somebody from Oregon when this happened in Atlanta. She's actually from that small town, had been born there, knew everything and all. And she was a drug and alcohol rehab counselor. Now, how do you talk about your near death and her know that person know all the players and everything all the way in Atlanta, Georgia? That just does not happen. I don't, that, that would take me quite an imagination to make that story up. But I ended up, uh, so I've struggled and struggled and struggled. But in the struggle, all the ugliness, even as a small child, it's made me who I am today. And I can relate. And I think that that is a major outcome in my story, is knowing that there's a reason for everything. Everything. And... I, uh, I'm so certain of that. Even the ugliness, even my homelessness, who would really pick homelessness? Let's talk about affordable housing. Let's talk about the stats that only about 47% in a major city in Oregon are addicts or alcoholics. Let's talk, you know, so I'm so well versed on homelessness, addictions, mental health issues. And I praise God for that then I'm able, I one-on-one help a lot of people and just suggestions. Um, when it comes to near de- other near-death experiences, I do not, we are all individuals and we are all unique. I do not criticize or critique someone else's NDE because they're different than I am. So it's all about acceptance and just listening and you know, certain things might resonate for someone that might not for someone else. And I really, I'm not all about condemning or anything because who am I to do that? I think we all meet our maker in the end. Um, I believe I didn't have a life review because I have, this is my opinion on me, I didn't have a life review because I never had the intent to ever harm anyone with malice or being malicious. So I totally believe that in my case, that's why I didn't get a life review. But I, I wish I could remember in detail my NDE, but unfortunately I am on a very, very tight budget and I'm unable to afford to have somebody. Um, I did come away with some talents. Um, medium wise I I kind of this may sound strange but I have so much going on with my body and my health that I kind of push it aside but I had a friend of mine in Oregon that said Robin take my pain away and took my hands and put them one on each knee 
and I was able to take her pain away. It's kind of interesting because my hands never got hot. They actually got really cold. So I do have that. Um, when your mind and body and spirit aren't connected and you're suffering, um, I find you're probably not as, as successful healer that way in my mind for me. Also, um, about three times, four times now, including a friend with Facebook, uh, near-death experiences, um, where I take on the characteristics in the mind of someone that has already passed, um, giving a message to another person. And for me, it takes me outside my own box and comfort zone. But each time, I had an entity inside of me for a half hour telling me, you have to talk to my sister, would not leave me alone. Finally, after a half hour of fighting him off, I said, okay, I'll and went and spoke with her and talked about how his perspective on the great big fight they had before he died. She was still unsettled about the great big fight they had. And I was able to tell her what he was feeling and how he feels now. So I did walk away with that talent too. I think a lot of people, I'm not a mind reader at all, but I have a very good knack for observation um, where I can tell just by the way they carry themselves at their pain. I, my intuitiveness is really acute, which is really awesome. Um, I actually, on occasion, will walk around and talk to people. I'm able to pick out other people that have had an NDE, and I can tell them how many they've had. Just out and open, I've said, so you've had an, you've had two NDEs, huh? And they look at me, uh, yeah. And so I'm able to connect energies to connect energies. I'm able to walk around and find one day I found three people who had had an NDE as myself in a small world town. So I love that connection of saying, hey, you've had an NDE and you've had a couple. And they're so respect, so receptive. They understand off the bat that they can talk freely about it. So that's a great human connection. It really is. We are meant to support each other, keep each other, encourage one another with healthy boundaries. Because, like I said, you know, it's about compassion, love, mercy, and grace. I am a Christian, but. In totality, that's what it's about. Love, mercy, grace. I don't care, me personally, what you want to label it. But that's what it is. The pure of heart. So, but I would like to, I know eventually that I'll be let in about my whole entity, what I experienced with the bodies that had the lights inside their body frame. Um, you know, I know later on I'll know more. I think just over time, you can't hurry something like that. So when I'm speaking of this, many people want to know the whole thing. And I just accept I'm not meant to at this time and space. Robin, thank you for sharing your experience with us. Do you have any idea why you ended up in that tunnel that was so unpleasant in the first place? I do. I do. My perspective is this. Does evil want you to succeed to do good, to spread love? 
I know that with certainty. No, and look at modern day society. If you sell, tell a truth, people get evil on you. They might say things that are untrue about you. I really believe that thing wanted me to stay, wanted me to stay, to not do good in the end. Hmm. That I know definitely. I wasn't there because I put myself there. No. Just evil doesn't want love spread, period. I know that. Do you recall what Jesus looked like? There is a little girl that did a painting of him. That was him specifically. Um, it's just kind of... There's some similar facial. Uh, if you look at her picture and you look at my face. His eyes were actually blue, clear blue with this odd colored green around the iris. Deep, deep blue with a green ring. Very intense. I have another talent. It's kind of interesting. Time. I know the split second what time it is if I don't think about it. To the split second. I also can, I, uh, I think it's because I'm no longer stuck in my depression, my past, but my brain, I know things I never thought I knew. I can memorize 16 numbers without even acknowledging it. But you can't tell me down specifically. You know what I mean? Ask me. I get that mind block, I guess. But literally, time to the split second. So, another talent. If I happen to just spill a box of matches on the floor, and you just have, and without asking you, you just see a box of matches spilled all over the floor, will you know how many are there? Probably. Do you have any other abilities that you got from this NDE? Well, the healing, which I kind of, I'm too much chaos to even go do anything. I know that sounds selfish, but if you're so struggling so bad, I, I, well, numbers, being able to know what's around me at all times, being able to read people. I, I, I can't, I feel uncomfortable claiming that I'm a, uh, that I can read people's minds. I'm uncomfortable claiming that, but I do know that I recognize behaviors like the back of my hand, motions and how you hold yourself. So I'm not sure if that's total empath or not when I meet somebody, but I am an empath. <laughs> it's just, I, I feel but I'm able to be healthy because you can internalize all that and that's just not healthy at all. I'm able to realize what is someone else's anxiety and be able to separate the two. So I'm definitely blessed with that. In what other ways did the NDE change you? I have access to my brain cells. Uh, I understand so much. Um, I think what facilitated, first of all, is that I was able to forgive. After I 
I was hanging on to a lot of resentment and hate towards my mother. And I am now able to relate to what she went through and how she felt. Um, I don't, I'm not, uh, my family has walked away from me. Um, some misunderstandings. Um, but I have left that door open for my mom because I can understand how she felt. You know, I was abused sexually and emotionally at the as a toddler. That poor woman, I could put myself in her shoes. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying I can understand. And because of the abuse I withstood, it has made me who I am today. It really has. And I'm able, my pain management is much different than others because of I had a major flashback uh, four summers ago that I understand myself so much better. And I understand others because I, I, I just understand. I totally, and that's the beauty and the gift of having had that NDE to open my eyes to others, to other souls, compassion. Are you a religious person? I'm more spiritual. Um, I am a Christian, but I don't condemn others because they're not. It's not a, for me, it's about love, mercy, and grace. I don't, me personally, I don't care what you want to label it. If you've got that in your heart and spirit, mind, body, and soul, I think that's what it's all about. That's it. Do you fear death at all? <laughs> no, not even close. Uh, no, 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 no. Not, no. Pure love, what's there to be afraid of? Uh, also, something clicked with me. And it, it, a lot of people love hearing this. Um, I actually, do you know what's comparable here on earth to that pure love I felt in acceptance? The love of a dog, mm. no matter what, when, where, why, and how. And actually in Hebrew, you read from left to right, what does dog spell backwards? Yeah. It's so obvious that, but that is about the only thing that I can compare that kind of, if you want to try to compare it to anything, that's about, and you smiled because you understand that one. And, oh, another talent, animals uh, surrounding me, uh, birds, dogs that normally don't communicate with others will walk right up to me. I had an owner of a, a really beautiful uh, German shepherd that just walked right up to me. He looked at me and says, my dog has never done that, ever. So I'm in tune, kind of many Catholics talk about uh, St. Francis who could talk to the animals. It's kind of that kind of thing. Hmm. It's spirit. It has to do with spirit, that connection with animals. What do you think inspires you about your NDE? Well, <laughs> inspires me? <laughs> To be honest with you, a lot of people say they choose their path. I sure as heck did not choose what has happened to me. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't have chose sexual and emotional abuse as a toddler. I sure as heck would not have chose that ever. And who would choose to die the way I did? Getting a little too much morphine, suppressed your breathing, kills you. And you're given something and told, honey, you're no angel. You're on angel dust kicked out in the middle of the night. Who would choose that? Um, also, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Edward Snowden. He was once asked, "Did you choose? would you choose to be a whistleblower? He looked and said, why would anybody choose that? So I did not choose this path. I know from all my stories and stuff that I believe it was chosen for me. I say this is kind of an interesting thing. I've had a true path to God, but I've taken dirt roads. Hmm. And those dirt roads was homelessness and other, other stories that make me who I am and more compassion. It's that's true. You know, that all those dirt roads, all the pits, well, that NDE was sure was a big pit there <laughs> that I fell into mm-hmm. and ended up walking out of. Um, so, Were you on any type of medication right before you died? Actually, um, when I was in that hospital, I was on an antipsychotic and a mood stabilizer that combined throughout a true false positive for meth and PCP. Uh, some drugs, kind of like poppy seeds, can throw out a cocaine, I think, a true false positive. I've never done drugs a day in my life, street drugs, ever. And uh, and then on top of that, I believe I had food poisoning where I couldn't have a bowel movement. So with morphine and with one of those meds I was on, a little more morphine than you should have will suppress your breathing and you will die. So, hmm. but uh, I do have heart damage and I get bricardic, which means a very low pulse. I've been known to talk to a doctor with my pulse at 44. Um, I literally can talk about God's hand on me without anybody calling a psychiatrist for me. They're just wondering, how is this possible that I'm seeing this? This is impossible. And many, many doctors have seen the impossible and don't believe in the word impossible. Um, I do caution people. Early on, a couple of years after my ND, I was able to slow my pulse down on purpose to take me under. Um, I did it two or three times the last time I tried it. I almost didn't come back and something tried to attach itself to me. I have never done that ever again to slow my heartbeat on purpose to take me under. It scared the daylights out of me. I wasn't, the thing was ugly. Whatever was trying, spirit was trying to attach itself to me. So I don't recommend it ever to on purpose to slow. I met a man that can, could actually turn off his brain waves after an ND. I met him in person and he said they've really done all kinds of scans. How is that possible? I'm able to, in my past, to take that pulse so down that I'm suspended. Right now I am struggling. Uh, it seems that my oxygen falls at about 55% nocturnally while I'm sleeping. 
and I'm still walking and talking and breathing and able to make sense with my speech. That is proof that something does exist because nobody should normally walks around that sleeps for seven and a half hours at 55% oxygen. Has the memory of this experience faded over time or is it still real today as as the day it happened? It's hard. I'm forgetting what that love felt like. I was dead. It has, I've just been around so much that yeah, sorry, I get emotional. It's a struggle for me. I remember it all, but I don't remember the internal feeling. My life has been pretty tumultuous. It really has. And someone was right, meditation is a good thing to interconnect with my own spirit. And I've just had so much struggling that I need to get back to that. But I remember everything uh, that I am meant to remember, but I would love to meet someone to take me under to remember all of it because I do know there was a lot more to it that between the tunnel and Jesus, I walked amongst many. Uh, I had a tiny flashback with that. Do you feel like it was more real on the other side than here? That's an interesting question. I, just different. I believe there are different planes of reality. I, I can't really describe what comes to mind when you ask that question though, is periodically I feel that I'm not on living a reality. Is that kind of a strange way to put it? I, um, it feels like I'm in a void every once in a while while living and breathing. Every once in a while, it's very, very strange. Like I'm walking in between worlds. Doesn't happen very often, um, but it's it's an interesting, it's kind of a cool feeling, actually. It doesn't scare me. I think with, uh, it's just a more of a spirit connection, I think. But every once in a while, living in this reality is what I call it, I guess. I don't know. I just believe that in on earth right now, uh, you know, uh, 2022, uh, it's May 29th, right? Yes. It's, it's actually my little sister's uh, birthday today. I've never met her. She's my half sister. So I have her name's Faith. Now that's funny. Um, anyway, it's just, I don't know how to answer that one. It's, but this, this time and space, there's a lot more once you die. There is. Are you still connecting with Jesus since your NDE? When I don't kick him to the curb, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I mean, I believe that as a child of God, we can have a tantrum. I want what I want and I want it now. 
I never asked why, I asked when. And I'm speaking to you right now. God said when. I'm convinced this was all pre-planned. Finally, I got, I submitted. Finally came down to my niece and said, I have no control whatsoever. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sad and disappointed. That means when I become sad and disappointed, that's when my miracles happen. It means that I'm throwing out my hands saying, I have no control over this, any of this. That's when my gifts, like you, contacting me happen. And I finally say, okay, I give. Uncle, I have no control over this. I need to stop acting like I do. Can you give us any more examples of miracles that have happened? For me? Yes. Um, big miracle. Uh, when I was at a shelter in Atlanta, Georgia, I met a young woman. Um, her boyfriend at the time would come meet, her, meet with her at the bus and be with her when she got on the bus. And I thought they were the cutest couple and what have you. Well, one day he was waiting there first before she got there. And I very nice said, you know, you guys seem like you have a wonderful relationship. Then he confesses that he's abusive to her verbally. And I kind of let it go. Next thing I know, I'm seeing her without him there. And the truth came out how she was being abused. He was uh, following her everywhere very very a sociopath very evil one i ended up she's 22 just beautiful woman and i went to her and encouraged her um you need to do something about this this guy has the history um before you well one morning while she's walking to the bus after she kicked him out he held a knife at her neck and she then took her phone she was crying, waiting for the police at bus stop. I came to her. She was there, and I talked to her, got real honest, and said, you need to take it to court. You take back your power. You got the power. He's spending a long time in prison now. I went to her after the fact and said, how did it feel? She said, it felt incredible. She says, what do you want to do with your life now? She said, Robin, I'm going to help other women to be able to put these people behind bars. That is a miracle that I was in her life. I think she was put in my life. I gave her encouragement, told her like it was, told her to take back her power. And now she's going to help other women. That is a miracle, by the way. Do you think we're all connected? If we want to be, yes. I think that is a choice of whether or not you want to, first of all, the choices is that you have to connect with your own spirit first and realize that you've got that spirit. I think everything is of spirit. We are connected by spirit. It's a choice whether or not we want to connect. Now, I think my spirit was led to speak with this young woman. Didn't know why. I knew there was a purpose in it. I uplifted her and gave her encouragement. Didn't mince my words, got real honest and raw. And that's what I do for people with love, mercy, and grace. You know, look at things a different way. 
but we are all connected. It's whether or not we choose to. Can you remember anything else from your experiences with your senses? Like, did you hear anything, smell anything else, hear, like hear music or notice any colors or anything else? In well, specific? just the bodies that I saw were all different colors inside the forms. I didn't see faces. I just saw images of what looked like a body, but with lights flashing inside. Uh, like I said, I think I need someone to be able to put me under to remember the whole thing. Yeah. Do you feel that like anybody who starts out in a hellish experience can get out of it? Absolutely. What do you think the key is to get out of that hellish experience? I I mean, some people say that all you do is have to call out Jesus. I imagine that's true, but I did not call out for Jesus at all. I just knew this thing was not going to let me come down with it. And I knew with this man's voice, this evil voice, you can't do, you can't do it. I got stubborn kicking and uh, saying, you know what? I can. Hell no. Mm -hmm. Next thing I know, I'm in that room. What kind of message do you feel like you've gotten from your NDE? That there's a purpose and a plan. And it, in my life, for my spirit, it revolves around holding each other accountable and holding each other up. I use the saying, you know, you know who gets in your, in your way? Many people blame others, you know. I didn't succeed because of this and that. I believe the only person that can get in your way is your own self. Anything is obtainable if you set your mind to it and be healthy about it. Just anything is possible. It's mind over matter. And I know that now that if you set your mind to something, you are capable. God, I believe, puts people in your life for a reason that there's some kind of there is a connection. There's a reason for everything we go through. So we all have strengths and weaknesses. And we can all just acknowledge what you need to work on and go from there. Unfortunately, osmosis doesn't happen all the time. All the knowledge and, and what happened. But I really encourage people to be their best self. And yeah, there are struggles. I'm not going to. I'm a realist. That's the one thing. I'm a realist. So, but my takeaway is it happened for a reason. My NDE to ultimately help others. Understanding and patience. Now, my patience with God wore real thin to the point of saying, I believe everything that you have said to me happened with my body, the discrimination, the inflammation, carrier, all of that's come true. But darn it, I'm tired of <laughs> So I now have faith again, you know, and I won't again. I, I just got impatient. I don't ask why, it's when. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chit-chat with you. Are you open to that? And if so, how should I they am. contact you? Now, I've had people... Uh, I've got some friends that are authors that have said, write a book, write a book, or public speaking. 
I love to speak to others. Writing a book costs money. When you're on a fixed income, you don't have money to do that. I ended up having to rent own this computer because I don't have money to have a computer. I struggle really bad. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. I would love to someday public speak. I really, really would. Um, but I am on a fixed income. And right now, all of us are struggling in one way or another financially. Hmm. Except a very select few. Um, one, so, one. Yeah. Huh? I was going to say, well, now after you've been my guest, other podcasts may start reaching out to you and want you to be their guest as well. So you might start. Well, and now that more. I have a computer, I've had many that want me to speak uh, with ions. Hmm. I've had Hawaii. Um, unfortunately, uh, my Facebook account that had all my connections, luckily, I took pictures of it. Somebody went in, changed my password, and then changed my email. So I can't get into my old Facebook account with all my connections, but I did capture them all on my phone. So I know who, I mean, I got some David Sewage. He's good. Mm-hmm. There's so many talented, honest, real and raw people. There are just strong of strength that have been crushed and have regained. And that's an exciting thing to be able to meet with others and talk to others that have been down a difficult path because there is a takeaway in all situations. Well, I hope the Hawaii Ions gets you an all-expense travel pass to Hawaii so you can give your speech there. Well, I actually, I forget the gentleman's name, but I pretty much, I, I think I've been turning, I have literally been turning my back on what God chose me to do. I've been stubborn and he gave me the opportunity with you to stop being so stubborn. <laughs> what well, wasn't so hard, was it? Uh, when I speak, it's not a hard thing at all. It, it comes, I'm very comfortable in my own skin. And, you know, uh, that, that is a blessing. That is a strength to be able to speak freely and not be nervous. I was real nervous about my computer getting to see you. But besides that, I am very, very comfortable in relating. Yeah. And it's exciting. When, and we all experience different things in different ways, including our NDEs. And I don't pick apart them. I kind of, I think my takeaway from engaging with us, what have you, you can take away what, applies to your own life and then look at at wonder at the other person because i think uh on ned's group you know sometimes people say you know i don't believe in heaven or hell or what have you that's okay by me um you know that's that's your belief system and i respect everybody that doesn't mean i have to believe what you believe but i respect you and that was a gift when I died that was given to me. Being able to not point the finger and, you know, do the unbelief systems or what have you. You can't do that as human beings. We're all human. All right, Robin, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? I just, the positive message is no matter how ugly everything that you experience, 
it makes you strong. What I went through as a tiny child, it has made me who I am, strong. So no matter how life can crush you, don't let it. Don't give up. Because you got to live your purpose. You do. And no matter what roadblocks, because sometimes there are, you can still jump over to that roadblock. So. Robin, thank you for that message. And thank you again for being my guest. I really appreciate you, and I wish you the best. Well, I find you a blessing. You are a pure blessing to be able to bring out others' stories. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara Podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your